0: Uh, okay. Hello. <laughs> this is Clem Bianchi. I'm a courier, delivering mail and space, one package at a time. If you're hearing this message, I need some help. I'm trying to deliver a package to a guy on Pluto. Says his name is Gorge Flummix. If anyone knows a Gorge Flummix on Pluto, please let him know I've been trying to reach him about his box of Lunarian cheese. I know the box is full of cheese because, for the last few weeks, I've started hearing things when I touch my cargo. When I pick up a letter or a package, I hear conversations and sometimes even see things tied to whoever the mail is for or from. I call it the letter opener. It's yanked me into some real situations. A haunted house, a pizza delivery drag race, and even a revolution to take a city back from the bigwigs who keep its hoverboard sports in humming. You can hear all about it on Additional Postage Required, a bi-weekly audio drama on the Moonshot Podcast Network, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Anyway, if you know Gorge, Please tell him to give me a call. I think his cheese is starting to move around in the box.
1: What's up, Riley? Do you want to call out another podcast? Call out good or call out bad?
2: Call out call out good, but in a way that I believe will reflect poorly on myself.
1: <laughs> mm, I'll allow it. Yeah. Normally, I'm here for the negativity, but go for it.
2: <laughs> I was listening to a little show called The Anime Sickos. Okay. And, and they this last intro, heard of them. I have... Here's the thing that's been happening. I am somebody who... I, I enjoy to drink. This is a thing about me, about my wife, about the, the way we live our lives. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you listen to a podcast and it is it is <laughs> alienating. You realize you are you are you and your friends live different lives. Okay. Cause in this episode, Tom goes on to talk about I will buy a six-pack of beer and have everything I need for the week. And this astounds me. This 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 floors me because Mandy and I have we're, we're, we're in the process of, of, of like in the future going to get a beer fridge like we need a separate fridge to hold our, our, our alcohol. Right. Yeah, you're a you're a beer person. I, I yeah, we, we are. And so the idea of like oh, I still have the 30 rack of, of PBR for my wedding, like Joe said, floored me to my core in a way that I'm not used to and made me truly look at myself. Yeah, uh,
1: good. I, I do think, uh, I don't want to hurt you here, but I do think that this is a case to look at yourself, not to look at others, because yeah. uh, what they're saying is very normal. Uh, I'm right there with them. <laughs> you give me a six-pack of beer, it'll be there for a while. I have a uh, a 12-pack of beer that I'm still working through, and it's been a good month.
2: That's insane. We have we have been trying to, trying to cut back on expenses, and so with that in mind, I'm holding a wonderful Beach Plum Lacroix. <laughs> hmm and we have gone through we the way we've been doing it is every time we think damn it would be really nice to have a beer right now we've been grabbing another uh grabbing a LaCroix and so we've gone through I think four boxes of LaCroix since we started this last week and
1: <laughs> you know there are meetings you can go to to deal with this kind of behavior I
2: and listen we're holding we only drink on the weekends <laughs> but i miss it <laughs> those 5 days in between <laughs> we we get home from work on monday and it's like got to be fucking nice to have a goddamn beer right now it's like no guess i'll have a cherry blossom lacroix so the problem is that you win
1: you you've gone full tasteless because in a way that I'm I'm worried about. I worry that you've I worry that you've thrown off your resplendent clothing in order to put on burlap and sackcloth.
2: <laughs> the thing is, these are cheap and they're still a, f- a air quotes fun drink that I can give. Okay, as to long ingest. as you see it as
1: a fun drink. My problem is that they're what stock my work fridge at, back when <laughs> I had an office. So uh LaCroix is not a fun drink. I'm currently sitting here with a Kroger brand seltzer water, uh lemon lime flavor.
2: Tastes like you smell a sprite. Yeah, like these are. I I've gotten to the point now where I believe I'm old enough that I'm like, yes, I. This is plenty of flavor for little old me. But I like Marn was here on 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 Monday, and so I went out to lunch. And because I was out of lunch, I will treat myself to a little beer. And Mm -hmm. I got myself a hazy IPA, and it was like I was in heaven again. (laughs) It's like I saw the the face of God
1: the real problem that i have trying to console you i i want to be here
2: i want to be on your side you drink mud water i ipas are so good and hazy ipas are incredible because you get such a a a breadth of flavor and especially with citra hops it has that like citrusy boom and then that kind of grassy undertow i it's it's fantastic it's absolutely incredible (laughs) <laughs> and every time, every time someone weak. tries to
1: tell me about the taste of a, a fancy beer, or frankly how wine tastes good, I really feel like I'm being gaslit. <laughs> I feel like there is a a concerted effort to trick me into thinking I'm worse than other people. Because I truly like Sam and I. Sam and I went to a a. a, a, a um, not a brewery, not a distillery. What are those called for wine? A winery. A winery. Um, yeah, no, you got there. It's got it in the name. Uh, we went to a winery when we went to uh, a a we went on we a, little, a little birthday trip for me to a little a little seacoast town, and we went to a winery while we were there, and it tasted like bug spray. Uh, and Sam said, "This is great." I was like there's how are we tasting the same thing is I I
2: truly don't understand you just don't have the palate it's like when you were a baby and you had coffee and you're like eee bitter you gotta build that palate I
1: so I I will say when I was a baby I didn't have that problem my mom here's here's a a gross (laughs) Andrew fact my mom used to leave her like coffee cups around the house and I'd be like ah I can drink the grown-up drink um and so I would drink my mom's very cold coffee that had just been like set out somewhere. Uh huh. Um, and, but the way that my mom took her coffee was like more cream and sugar than coffee. That's like a smoothie. So, yeah. So, like, she invented the frappuccino. She just didn't add the extra ice. <laughs> uh, I, I, so I, I, I weaned myself onto coffee by just drinking like coffee flavored milk for a while, <laughs> leftover in mugs around the house. So, what like you're telling gremlin.
2: me? I got to get you to drink Diet Coke and wine until the taste of wine comes to you until you get there.
1: Yeah, it's really going to help my palate. You you got me on
2: that one. You got to get those lower flavors in there. You got to work yourself into it.
1: You got to lick the mud before you can (laughs) truly taste the
2: silt. I need to live vicariously through somebody, Andrew. And it's occurring to me that all my friends have a better relationship (laughs) With, with, with the, the way they they treat their bodies that I do, there was <laughs> you you if you you and on, I I need
1: if, Jesus Christ if I take better care of my body than you do there's a fucking problem right
2: When we were in Philly, it was me and Mandy and you and Sam, but we went out we went out with a uh, with our buddy Jeff and we were walking around and we would we would keep going to restaurants right and when we were there we would like I would get a drink and and y'all wouldn't because you're sensible. <laughs> so we'd get a a snack. And then that kept happening. And by the end of the day, I think you and Sam were fine. and Me, Mandy, and Jeff were plastered out of our fucking brains.
1: (laughs) That is because we went to a trivia night sponsored by a tequila company. And we won. And they said, great, time to break out the tequila shots for everyone.
2: And then the second place motherfuckers didn't drink their goddamn shots.
1: So they, yeah, they sent them over to our table. And Sam was like, I'm not drinking this. And... You bit that bullet. And we're like, I guess I have to drink Sam's as well. You're like, right. I did. We can just leave these on the table. Like this is, <laughs> it's free. Right, it's free. We're, there's no, there's no obligation. You don't lose anything by leaving it. If Andrew, we paid for it, then we have to drink it.
2: Andrew, every episode, I realize we are more and more incompatible people. So can I give you another suggestion?
1: When this podcast started, we thought that we were like Pacific Rim drift compatible, uh-huh. and as it's gone on, we're realizing that like we're just driving two different mechs on our own. We are. Uh, we're on a we, squad we together, and we, we don't do need good a second. Work. We don't need a second pilot because it's just spite toward the other. <laughs> but we do good work. Damn it, we are.
2: <laughs> we're well, like Riley, we're like an abstinent Fleetwood mech. <laughs>
1: Riley, I think that <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I think the problem with us is that we do too good work. I think that you're you're right. We clearly need to be stepping our game down a little bit. Uh okay. can I can I give you a pitch? Yeah, yeah, hit me. I need to tell you about an article that was sent to us uh by a a friend of the show, Becky Scott Fairley. Mere hours ago. <laughs> and this is so, Spotify is going to ban white noise podcasts in order to become more profitable.
2: So, it's going to like that. This is a, a white noise podcast. That'd be a podcast that's something like, like, uh, sleep with me or, or a podcast like that. It's just like, I'm just a dude talking to you for, for the next hour. You and I are going to talk. No, hold buddy. on.
1: Hold on. That's what you think this is about.
2: Is that not a white noise podcast or is there no. literally like, hello, it's it Tuesday. This- here's.
1: This is a literal white noise podcast. Hi, this is my podcast. One hour of beach sounds. Hi, this is my podcast. One hour of thunderstorm noises. That's good. That's a good. They got the grift before we could. Fuck. They truly found apparently.
2: Finish finish the 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 article. Here's the deal.
1: Here's the deal. Spotify has been pushing ads on podcasts more than they've been pushing ads on music Uh, because I I, I do think truly uh, because to them, podcasts are free and music costs a fraction of a fraction of a cent. Mm -hmm. So we might as well uh, just milk our free shit. And build out our, our push to become the market dominators in podcasts. Yes, again, yes, yes. I'd like to reach out and say if you listen to our shows on 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 Spotify, don't uh, if you get an ad before our episodes. We don't see any of that money. Just as a heads up, um, so. People have been gaming the system by, like, opting into their programs, and then they just put up, like, here's an hour of silence, and then people listen to an hour of silence to fall asleep. Or, frankly, they do what uh, other bands have done and just say, like, hey, I'm just going to put this on repeat and play this and reap the rewards in getting a lot of ad play on seagull sounds. <laughs> so fucking
2: smart. I can't believe an they're
1: an internal document shows that white noise podcasts account for 3 million daily consumption hours on the platform. How many? 3 million daily consumption hours. Hold
2: on. Let me just. This up. is
1: $38 million worth of ads.
2: <laughs> one, two, three, one, two, three, divided by uh, uh, 24, right? That's how many hours are in a day? Yep, that's the ones. So, one hundred and twenty-five thousand days. Let's divide that by by three sixty-five, and and about three hundred forty-two years of <laughs> daily <laughs> of, of, of 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 white noise podcasts. Yep,
1: about as much time as I've put into Baldur's Gate.
2: Andrew, you said this something is, very I lucid can't... on Twitter, and I just need you to repeat it here for the recorded word
1: yeah okay the thing that you you said uh uh what am i even doing and i said the only thing more profitable than podcasting is actively not making a podcast actively we we could be making more money if we just let our microphones record in silence
2: (laughs) honest to honest to fucking god if we turn off these monitors just let it record and come back later like we probably use less energy and we're already closer to breaking even (laughs) yeah here's what i'm gonna do
1: i'm gonna go ahead uh for the rest of this episode i'm just gonna leave my mic running i'm gonna lean back i'm gonna turn on my steam deck and i'm just gonna play uh and this episode will just be an hour of gamer noises
2: <laughs> your roommate is gaming but trying to be quiet so you can sleep
1: <laughs> your partner's gaming next to you but it's okay because the white noise lets you go to sleep that's sam's existence lately
2: <laughs> yeah yeah and, and- you mentioned you mentioned Baldur's Gate, a a, a episode a, a game that, you know, recently came out. People people are enjoying it. There will be a moon report that is out on it soon that my opinions have mild, mildly changed from, but still remain a lot the same. How are you enjoying Baldur's Gate, Andrew? Uh Baldur's Gate
1: is Baldur's great. Um I'm <laughs> I'm uh, look, I also think that I need to record an episode with Vita to say like, hey, don't listen to those fucks. They're two people that never played Baldur's Gate, being like, "I bet this game's bad."
2: That's not what that episode is. It is me after after we streamed it, and Julie, Juliet going, "I want to buy this game, but I need to be convinced not to." And me going, "I am the perfect person for this because and Andrew, I, I bounced off Baldur's Gate a lot, of, like that after we streamed it. I was like, I don't, I don't get it, and I want to get it because everyone's talking so much because we had this conversation about. You've got
1: brainworms. You've got those brainworms. of people are talking about this, I have to play it.
2: Yeah, the thing that has fucked me over with Monster Hunter several times. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know I don't like this thing, but people are talking about it, so I uh-huh. have to be involved in the it. The
2: thing that I, I opened up Disco Elysium, played a little bit. I was like, this is like really fucking like grumpy and sad. I hate this, and then I left. <laughs> Like, it, it is a problem I keep running into. And Baldur's Gate, I keep seeing people talk about. Uh, so I really wanted to understand it. So I have I have access you're to it every now.
1: Mar- you're every marketer's dream.
2: I know, dude. I know. And, like, it, don't, I, it doesn't make me happy. It doesn't make me happy, <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> I don't want to be this way. But I know I, that I am.
1: <laughs> I just sweetly whispered the words Baldur's Gate into Riley's ear twice. It didn't even take me a whole hour. And then they instantly got the game.
2: Yeah, I, so I now have access to the game, and and I and I'm 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 playing it, and it is like, I think I figured out the things that that I was bouncing off. I'm not a big fan of like the the dialogue, the choices; those aren't like grabbing me. The story's not growing up, grabbing me. And the characters aren't grabbing me. But the thing about D and D that I like is the tactical minis combat game, and so I'm See, kind of going into like a all right, let's clear this shit out. I don't need to know the story. I can tell that these are red, which means bad. Go. What?
1: What level are you?
2: I'm level five right now, and I've see. I've just worked my way through the entire goblin camp.
1: So that is that's interesting to me because the thing about this game for me has been, I'm enjoying this story. I'm liking where this is going. It's a shame I have to play the first three levels of a D and D campaign. When D and D is at its absolute worst, yes, is it levels one and two. Um, it's it's really a shame I have to play these characters before they unlock like core gameplay mechanics uh-huh. instead of
2: before I get a bonus action hide and bonus action dash for the rogue.
1: Yeah, like level three is when your characters start like being like worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Uh, before then, it's a game of fifty percent swings.
2: Yep, which is useless, useless shit. Then
1: you, you get one, you get a wizard that has two spells that they can use, and they're gonna really be game changing mm-hmm. uh, because they are the only things that have are guaranteed to hit. Um, but so, yeah, no, I'm, I'm a lot farther in now. I'm at like level, my characters are level nine, I believe. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and I have just wrapped up on act two. Okay. And I will say, I thought act two was going to be the last act and it turns out there's more to the game.
2: (laughs) It keeps going. So I'm excited to
1: see where this goes from here.
2: Okay. Hell yeah. I, I'm still at a point where I'm meeting party members. I'm in this goblin camp. I have worked my way. I've worked my way through and I have found a uh, here's the thing. I know I saw a person and she just she came out and started pointed at me and was going to. I think she was a night sister or something. She tried to shoot something at me and I just pushed her into a canyon and she died instantly. Mm-hmm. And that that's kind of a thing that I have been repeating. Is this kind of like get somebody to a big edge? Use. I've yeah. re- I've <laughs> I've restarted the warlock and turned them into a uh, a monk so they're just using monk abilities to wrap, to to whip people up into the sky. And then the other person just pushed them off the edge as they get up there. And it's a blast. You've, you've made Will into a monk? Yeah, Will's a monk. A level one warlock and a level three monk. Cool. So the way
1: that <laughs> the way that I have him built is that uh you can get your Eldritch Blast uh can take on an aspect that lets you push people with it when they hit. Mm-hmm. So he just from across the map goes boop and shoves people into pits, and yeah. that is that is what Will does.
2: It's absolutely great. I I'm enjoying that a lot. I instead of uh for the rogue, I instead of him being the arcane trickster or whatever rogue he is just the the standard one that gets the bonus action hide and, and bonus and action
1: <laughs> that is the way to go psa mm-hmm. don't make him a uh don't make him a magic uh rogue because the magic rogue class is all about a mechanic called mage hand that they've severely nerfed in this game
2: and on top of that there is like you, I am lousy with casters. I don't, I don't need more. I, I finally found the barbarian, and now it is like a barbarian, the monk, the rogue, and me, the sorcerer, and it's pretty, pretty smooth.
1: But you're, you're liking the game, despite knowing, not knowing the characters, not knowing the plot, and not knowing what you're doing. But you're liking the tactics game.
2: I am enjoying the tactics of the thing. I am like, there are things about characters that like come up that I'm, that I'm like interested enough in. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm I'm interested in this dynamic between the the monk and the barbarian. What are the names? <laughs> um, oh, you said Will. I think there's a Carlock. Um, the Githyanki. I don't know her name. Uh, the girl with the bad bangs. Um, yep. Shadow Hark. Shadow Heart. Yep. Yeah. You, um, you
1: you're you, you're so far like two for two, three for
2: three. Um. Oh fuck. There is. Did I say Carlock? Does that sound right? You did, and that is her name. The rogue's name's like Asurian or something. It, it's he sounds like he sounds like what you break, I fix became. <laughs> like like you know that fucking like, like that's just his name <laughs> Asurian, formerly you break ah, and I fix it. <laughs> like, that's him. <laughs> and he's chill. I appreciate him. Uh, I, I, I I don't think I I've will... met anyone else yet. You haven't met a wizard. No, I have not met a wizard. I okay. I think I bugged out a quest because a bard won't talk to me now. Um, is that Volo? I he just says bard, just says bard. He was in the goblin camp. They were gonna take him away, and I was like, no. And then I killed everyone there except for the bard and the owl bear cub. And he won't talk to me.
1: Interesting. That guy is like a a a capital C D and D character. Oh. <laughs> there, there, there. Part of this game has been kind of fun as you're going through, and you're just like, "Oh, that's the guy whose name's on one of the books."
2: Oh, right, that's I, I, as oh.
1: Volo from Volo's Guide to Monsters.
2: Oh, interesting, fascinating, fascinating. Okay, because see, I have like, I don't know too much about D and D's capital L lore. That's a mm-hmm. thing that is.
1: There's nothing worth it, it. It it is. I'm not gonna say that's nothing worth knowing. There are pieces worth grabbing onto, but like truly, the Forgotten Realms as a setting doesn't need to be
2: much. Yeah, it, it it is it is fun. I am enjoying it. I am able to kill things that during streams it was said you can't kill that thing, um, and so that's that's great. I, I I love to I love to do that and have a big fire sword that. That's just really cool Andrew. I just want to let you know that you know if you if you dream it you can do it. So
1: <laughs> I've got a second character that has that, yeah. Okay, well. Turns out the demon goes down real quick if you use fairy fire on it to give everyone attacking it advantage.
2: Oh, I should get what 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 level spell is
1: fairy fire? That's that's a wizard spell? Uh, I was on a druid, but uh yeah, a wizard
2: can learn it too. I should take that fucking feat that lets me like pick up druid spells so I can I can do that shit, cause yeah, I should have fairy fire. What am I doing right now? I'm it's- just cloud of daggers left and right, cloud <laughs> yeah, of daggers cloud of, yank people of into the cloud, of and daggers. then
1: push people into the cloud of daggers. Like, yeah. like you go in the blender, you go in the blender, you go <laughs> down the disposal. That is uh, that's my that's my boss fight strategy. <laughs> it's
2: fucking great. <laughs> it's it's I I did uh the fucking uh fairy like the like uh, I went I went and I I met a fairy and and me and her exchanged words (laughs) and by that i mean i broke into her house and (laughs) we got in a fist fight ah okay and and because i i know why i know why there was a person in there and i was trying to get them out and she's very mad at me now but i i got rid of the i i stopped her from leaving the room because i i would i quick save and auto load a lot as well i saves come the shit out of this game
1: do you save scum in combat? Yeah. So here's here's what I I will save before a combat starts. But as far as the combat itself goes, I'm very the dice fall where they may. Mm-hmm. And if I need to reload the reload the game as a whole, I will do that and go back to the start of the fight. But I'm not like I I know a lot of people like save mid dialogue to like see what choices go or save interesting before they take a shot. And, and for me, I'm like, no, the 70% is 70%. I'm not going to like force it to be a hundred percent by saving and then waiting till the dice roll my way.
2: I, I very much will, the way I quick save during fights is like, okay, I have toppled a large thing, and now I need to like, re- I need, to, I, I don't want to fight that fucking thing again, and so I will, I will put the pin in here. It's like, ah, I, I, I killed three ogres, and now a bunch of goblins are falling in on me. Okay, yeah, the
1: ogres are down. Okay, save now so that like, I can take out the little cloud of goblins or start that over without having to deal with
2: mm-hmm, Unga mm-hmm, and Bunga mm-hmm, again. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I the- can respect that.
2: The ta- like I am I'm very much enjoying the tactics of the thing. I'm very much enjoying being a sorcerer because sorcerer points are fun. I like having my monk. I like having my rogue. I wish I felt anything about having a third person there. Uh, Barbarian, I think, is the closest I've gotten to like, here we go. But I'm such a ranged group. We're such a ranged squad that like it's it's hard for for her to get in and do anything. So she might be three levels of barbarian and then move to something else.
1: Have you are, are you looking at like looking up builds or anything no. like that?
2: There's nothing more in a game that I hate than looking up a build. OK, I just have like, well, actually, hold on. I say that and I think that I what I will now follow up and say is actually fuck you, Riley. That's looking up a build. Have you heard of this little show called Dimension 20, Andrew? <laughs> yes I have I know enough about what those characters are because I know enough about D&D that then I can intuit it and I listen to what they say that I'm like oh fucking you break I fix you're now Puss in Boots from Never After that's your new name that's who you are Fascinating. <laughs> and,
1: Fascinating. so you're not you're not looking up like time to look up like character builds you're looking up how mm-hmm. do I build fucking uh, I'm not, I'm how, not do looking I build, it up. how do I build the gummy bear from a crown this of candy is, uh,
2: this is all from memory this is me like yeah you know i think barry nine he was he was a he was a barbarian yeah i can i could probably backfill to there <laughs> like okay. that's the shit i'm doing i'm trying to go yes this is the <laughs> this is pete like i'm pete now <laughs> wild magic surge let's go <laughs> Let's mix it up. And that's how I'm doing it. And frankly, it's working great.
1: (laughs) See, I am, I'm not, I don't look up character builds, but I do. I I lived in the Dungeons and Dragons minds long enough Mm -hmm. that I know what works and what doesn't. Um, And so there's a bit of like that going in in, (laughs) as I play through. Like, Mm -hmm. so I've got, I've got Carlock. She's a barbarian. But here in the back end, I'm giving her two levels of fighter. So I get that uh, the sweet tech of a thing that gets her a bonus. Like yes. I can just action surge to get an extra attack, right?
2: Yes, 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 absolutely.
1: Uh, my main character, I am. So so. Cherindy, we started as a, uh, as a paladin, our gith paladin, uh, mm-hmm. you may remember. I do. Uh, a little story time for you after she crash landed on the beach. Um, okay. She went into the grove, met a bard sang with her, got her loot.
2: That soon you found a bard?
1: Didn't find a bard to, like, add to the party. Okay, like, met a bard. Uh, Met met that bard, played a loot with her, had a good time. Got my character up high enough that I started taking a couple levels in bard because I wanted that to be a thing. And I thought, you know what? I feel like my character's been inspired by this. I feel like I've learned this. Also, some spells would be fun. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So uh, I did her in that started taking levels in bard really enjoying the bard play style alongside the paladin and smites and stuff broke my oath oh i i broke my oath as a paladin and have been reborn as an oathbreaker paladin that's
2: super sick
1: from there <laughs> as i've been in as i've been in act two of the game um before that happened i remed that bard that bard died no that you- bard died, it hardened my heart, I kept growing as a bard, I broke my oath. From there, I've been growing as an oath-breaker, started refusing to show mercy in times I normally would, because I need to take a hardened edge in this hardened world. And as I've approached the end of Act 2, I have pulled back on that throttle a little bit, and I've started showing out mercy when I wouldn't in the middle. To That's a fucking point, cool! <laughs> to a point that I think that I've relearned what stories of heroism are, and I'm going to retake my oath.
2: That's really goddamn cool, Andrew!
1: <laughs> that is a neat narrative way that the game is portraying the fact that I started multiclassing as a paladin bard, realized I wanted to be a bard first and then I'm just keep the paladin levels for smites and such, uh, and want to respec, but I can't because I'm an oathbreaker now, and they won't let you do a full respec while you're oathbroken, so I have to pay a thousand fucking gold if I want to become <laughs> a paladin <laughs> again, just to ah, ah. just to become a bard. <laughs>
2: that's nah, fucking tight that rules, <laughs> that rules along the way, school.
1: yeah along the way my other characters are doing some interesting stuff i'm i'm really digging the story i think that the characters mm-hmm. are all pretty the characters are all pretty interesting i'm i'm liking how their stories are developing in a way that like i really didn't expect um it does feel a little player centered in a way that one of the things i really like about playing D D is that mm-hmm. the adventure doesn't always just revolve around one person.
2: Mm-hmm. You get you get like, all right, we're doing an arc for this fucker. We're doing an arc for this person. Like we're mm-hmm. getting into the rest of the people here at the table.
1: Yeah. If your D if your D if your if your DM knows what they're doing, they'll like help weave stories in and out and like make characters shine, but like mm-hmm. there's no main character in a D and D campaign. Yeah. Um which is something that I miss. I also, uh, this game has returned a thing that I really don't like in video games, and I didn't realize how much of a breath of fresh air it was when I was playing Dragon Age Inquisition that this wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. Um, I really hate it when everyone in a video game is, like, player-sexual. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, nothing takes me out of a game harder than when, like... Every every character is just like I could hit that, and it's like I I get the idea of an escapist fantasy here, mm-hmm. but damn I really liked you play through you play through Dragon Age Inquisition and it's like this this character won't romance anyone that isn't an enough and this like, character is not interested in you this character is straight this character queer like there's that's the
2: thing that's a true Mass Effect too like BioWare is frankly kind of good at that
1: <laughs> Bi- bioware is like on the uh, they're on the like they dip their toe in where they're just like here's the one gay character here's the one straight character yeah yeah and then yeah. a bunch of people in the middle but like I, if i remember right um i think it was actually just mostly like here's a bunch of straight people also liara she's from the <laughs> fuck alien race so like ah! go nuts
2: <sighs> but samantha trainer is just a lesbian
1: yeah and i think i think there is a Maybe there isn't just a gay character. I might be misremembering. Um, I know that you like could romance Kaiden. Maybe, maybe there Kaiden is, was...
2: there is, there is, there is. Um, he, he's, he's the engineer in Mass Effect three. No idea who you're talking about. It, it's one of the characters in Mass Effect three. It's not, uh, it, it but yes, yes, there is. There is a like, there is, there's is just a gay okay. man in Mass Effect three, which also has the just actually a lesbian in it. So it's like, <laughs> it has two not player sexual characters.
1: It Yeah, it really, I don't know, it just really bugs me when I'm just like, oh, it feels weird that, like, everyone wants me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I agree with that. And It, it,
1: it feels less like inclusion and more like. laziness (laughs)
2: laziness
1: i <laughs> i i i I guess I, I don't think laziness is the right word but it does feel
2: <laughs> i know it is a loaded weird. word when it comes to game design like because nothing in game design is like lazy uh, yeah. because that like that's just not how these things operate there's so many people working so fucking hard but it is like a like this will be it'll just be bad like we won't get complaints or some shit like i'm i that's i get it but yeah uh,
1: that's like my one annoyance with the game and even then and the problem with that is that like i don't know it just feels like i have to like weave character conversations in a way that i don't want to because Mm -hmm. i have to make the utilitarian choice of being like excuse me i'm not horny right now but then also like (laughs) please take a cold shower (laughs) well you, you get the other end of things where it's like i can never play i can never play hard to get
2: Mm-hmm. You, know, like, <laughs> you have to just d- jump right into the pool or, or that's
1: yeah, it it's like you have to like early on you just be like i feel like there's something growing here and it's like well i don't know that i would necessarily say that but also if i say that then this character's going to be like great we'll be chased until the end of the game and it's like why well, would i could use a little i could use a little push and pull you know i could use a mm-hmm. little flirtiness i don't need us to entirely
2: turn this down that is what happened in Cassette Beast, where there's like one dialogue choice. That's like, would you like romance? And that's it. And like, I missed it because I was looking up and clicking through some dialogue that I was like, yeah, I get that. Click, click. Oh, shit. That was a dialogue prompt. And like, then like, boom, nope, didn't happen. I was like, well, that sucks.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just I don't know. A lot of the romance stuff is a bit of a swing and a miss. But like, I do like the game overall. And I think the characters are all interesting and fun you you learn stuff about some of the characters that gets really interesting to me as you get later in the game that I don't
2: want to spoil for you I'm interested in how that interacts there's stuff with some characters that I'm already like it's interesting how this interacts with how your class is different now than what the game says it should be yeah it's interesting that you changed
1: will from a
2: warlock because Uh uh-huh I I have I have hit I have hit a point where like warlocks have patrons and those are like things in warlocks lives right i've hit a, i've hit chunks where we are now talking to their patron and i'm like you no one gives a shit about this like oh she gives you all your power I, no she doesn't you're a monk yeah, you're not a you're not a warlock anymore <laughs> yeah you don't you don't need any of her stuff <laughs> if you could talk to that guy over there i think we can just like change your class <laughs> i don't need
1: another caster sir <laughs> Yeah, there's a little skeleton man who really take care of this for
2: us. (laughs) (laughs) Just clean that shit right up. It's, yeah, I, I, it is a game that I think is pretty enjoyable. I do not think it's the best thing since sliced bread. And I'm interested to see if people are still talking about it after, like, Armored Core and Starfield come out.
1: I think people will. Uh, The game is long enough. And I think that, like, people will care even if people are talking about a new game that just came out. Mm Mm-hmm. I think I think that the way that you're talking, not to like call you out, I think the way you're talking about it's a super cynical way of talking about games like that's the worst part of the industry is the way that things have like no, no tail end unless they're a live service game.
2: That's fair. That's fair. It's and I, I guess I guess what I want is like the like, I guess what I'm waiting for is the brush after like this is a new thing and the new thing is the best thing. To mm-hmm. like, okay, we've sat with this new thing, and I think it does a lot of things really, really well. There's also some things I don't love about it. And then moving from there. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And I think that I think that there is a lot of there's a lot of meat on these bones. Mm-hmm. Uh there th- things keep surprising me as how deep they're going. Okay. Um and yeah, I think I th- I think this game is definitely going to be in talks for like game of the year and whatever, when stuff like that comes out. It's one of those things that I don't really care about, but also I do kind of, you know,
2: the problem Um, is hi-fi rush came out this year, so there's nothing that can beat it.
1: So yeah, for me, I think this will be in talks and I am interested to see where it keeps going. I think that there's a lot of really cool shit in this game.
2: I, I think I agree with you that there's a lot of really cool stuff. I, I am, I am definitely excited to, I would like to play multiplayer with you at some point. Also, B. I'd like to find out if I can play multiplayer. Um, <laughs> but I, I would like to I would like to see how that changes things because I haven't played multiplayer at all yet.
1: Shit, I'm just now finding I'm just now realizing there are magic cards for all of these characters in Baldur's Gate.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why I'm like, why are we doing Forgotten Realms shit? Why is not this a Magic Gathering game? <laughs> well,
1: they, I mean the 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 Magic game that is this was from a set based
2: on Baldur's Gate. Okay, but see what I'm saying even further is like instead of being about Baldur's Gate, I just think that like if you took the D&D mechanics that are in this game and instead put it in the like greater Magic the Gathering mythos, I would care more about the story. I don't think there's anything a Mind Flayer can do that could be as cool as an Eldrassi. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i just don't think it's possible
1: as someone that's been enmeshed in both for a long time they're about the same <laughs> now that we've become the best uh the best video game podcast do you have any other podcast ideas for
2: me yeah well you said you wanted to do an episode where you got to talk about how cool the game was and andrew i wanted to give you that opportunity and also i wanted to talk to you about that um so i'm in punk hazard right now hi <laughs> hi
1: Nicole was your typical hopeless romantic, moonlighting as a fan fiction writer. Claudia was a hard-headed activist with a YouTube channel and the mysterious past. When Nicole hit a deep funk in her writing, Claudia suggests one of her hidden passions, romance novels. Now the two have fallen into a world of endless handsome hunks, doe-eyed damsels, and lascivious lovers. It is now their sacred duty to rank these novels on three criteria their
0: steaminess. I had to fan myself off. Their dreaminess. She's not missing anything without him, but he makes her life better. And their
1: memeiness.
0: Cal wouldn't be in some small town pie eating contest. That's not why he left me.
1: <laughs> Join our heroines every other week as they overcome unhealthy relationship archetypes, thesaurus abusing authors, and anatomical inaccuracies to prove that love can conquer all on the three little words podcast only on the moonshot network